Aren't you glad that Jesus sees you? He, he, he saw her, listen, right where she was. Understand that Jesus sees you right in the middle of your pain. He sees you right in the middle of your tears. He sees you right in the middle of your living situation. He sees you and he sees your bank account. My God, he sees you with your health issues. He sees. Manifested Glory Worship Center. Kingdom focused, kingdom minded, kingdom living. This is the Rhema Talk Podcast. And you're listening to Pastor Damon C. Johnson, founder and senior pastor of Manifested Glory Worship Center. We thank God that he has been faithful to us. And we've been on a series um, uh, just dealing with faith. I know in these times, in these um, unprecedented times, in these times of uncertain, we need faith. We need to trust God. Even though we might not see the plan, we got to know that God has a plan. And now, you know, we don't know what the plan is. We got to trust him that he is Alpha and Omega, that he is the beginning and the end, and that no matter what's going on, he's going to take care of his people we have to understand that and so we've been just talking about God the, the, the having faith in God having the faith of God and so so today we're going to continue on that journey and today I'm going to ask you to turn in your Bibles with me in the book of Luke Luke chapter 13 very familiar story amen in the Bible I've used this text before but I definitely want to come from it from a different angle today amen Luke chapter 13 and we're going to read verses 10 through 13. Amen. Luke chapter 13, verses 10 through 13. When you get it at home, just type in and say, I got it. Amen. If you're still trying to find it, say, hold up. Amen. Luke is in our Bible. Hallelujah. If you get to the book of Mark, Matthew, Mark, you're real close. If you get to John, you've gone too far. Today, I, I'm feeling real churchy, amen, and so I want to read it from the King James, the old King James version. I like the way old King James put it for me in our text today, okay? So today, you can follow whatever along, you can follow along in whatever version of the Bible you have in front of you, but Luke chapter 13, verses 10 through 13 in the Bible reads this way. It says, and he was teaching in one of the synagogues on the Sabbath, and behold, there was a woman which had a spirit of infirmity 18 years and was bowed together and could in, in no wise uh, lift up herself. And when Jesus saw her, he called her to him and said unto her, Woman, thou art loose from thy infirmity. And he laid hands on her and immediately she was made straight and glorified God. Let's stop right there. And my message titles for us today for our brief time together is my worship and faith connection. My worship and faith connection. Give me some time to set up our text and to get us in the right frame of mind. We have been discussing faith and it's undeniable, it's an undeniable fact that our God is a God of faith. And if we're going to connect to God, we're going to need to have faith in him. A personal relationship with God is not natural. It's spiritual. The Bible teaches us that God is spirit and those who worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. If I'm going to go anywhere in God, I need faith. God does not 
always respond to our emotion. And unfortunately, in the church, we always are looking for an emotional experience. Um, but we can't have that emotional experience outside of faith. If we just have emotions in church, then we would leave church without... Listen, if we only have emotions in church and not exercise faith, we'll just leave church tired and drained but not any closer to God. If we're going to get God's attention, we need to show him some faith. I've taught this several times in our church that, that God moves through our faith. When we can show God our faith, you're giving, something to him, you're giving him something to work with and something to move through. And I've also taught in our church that Satan is an imitator of God. And so he doesn't move through faith. He moves through fear. But here is the thing we have to understand. Whatever you show, that's what you're going to attract. So if I put forth faith, I'm going to attract. God. If I put forth fear, I'm going to attract the enemy. And so a lot of times we're looking for God, but we're only showing our fear. And we wonder why the enemy's all in our mess and all in our lives is because we ain't showing no faith. In order to get God to move, we just show him that we have faith. Look what it says here and in Hebrews 11, 6. Just put it up here for me. You could read that later. Look what it says in Hebrews 6. Hebrews 11 um, verse 6. It says, but without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. So it's impossible. I don't care what you do. You can dance. You can shout. You can speak in tongue. I don't care what you do, but if you don't have faith, it's impossible to please him. And so if we want to be in good standing with him, we have to have faith. Listen to what it says. Real faith, people of God, listen. Real faith is a pursuit of God. And so it, the, the text teaches us that there's a reward for those who diligently seek him. So we have to ask ourselves, what is the reward? See, most of the time we equate the, the reward to being material things, cars, houses, land. But understand, the real reward of, of faith is God. I get, I get to get closer to God. And so, so understand the first step in that is realizing who he is. Can I just take a few moments just to talk about who our God is? Um, people of God, listen, our God um, exists in a realm all by himself. Listen, if God did not want to be known, he wouldn't be known. If he didn't want to show or reveal himself to you, he could have everything going on and not reveal himself to you. That's how bad our God is. Understand that there's nothing that can compare to our God. We can't say that God is like this or God is like that because there's nothing and no one we can compare God to. Understand something else about our God is that he made creation, but he is not creation. I'm going to say that again. He made creation, but he is not creation. He says, I made it, but I'm not it. My God. I, I, I did this one time in my church. I, I think it's fitting for me to say it again. Listen to this, this quick little thing. I, I love this. It says um, that God says to us, he says, you exist in time. I don't exist in time. I made time and dropped you into it. I stand outside of time, looking into time, working in time to give you a span of days called a lifetime so I can bring you out of time, on time, to be with me all the time. My God. Can I say that one more time? That felt good. He says, you exist in time. I don't exist in time. I made time and dropped you into it. I stand outside of time, looking into time, working in time to give you a span of days called a lifetime so I can bring you out of time, on time, so I can have you with me all the time. That's how bad our God is. Something else about our God is that 
He's, we often say God is good, but understand that God is not good best based off our measurement of good. See, he's good just because he's good. See, our good is contingent on someone being good to us. I'm only good to those who are good to me, but God is good all by himself. Whether no matter what you do, he's still good. It's something else about our God. There's nothing um, that we can try to give God that he doesn't already have. You have to understand that he knows everything, so he can't learn anything. My God, our God is awesome. Here's another thing about our God. See, we rest when we get tired. God rests when he's finished. My God. See, he, 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 on the seventh day, he rests because he was done his work. See, we rest when we get tired. That's how bad our God is. I did all that to tell you about our God and to tell you why we need to have faith in this type of God. Now, let's deal with our text. The miracle in our text was very different because the woman in our text did not petition Jesus for healing. Her miracle wasn't like blind, blind, blind Bartimaeus, or her miracle wasn't like the woman with the issue of blood. They sought Jesus out. This woman in our text did not. This woman in our text didn't directly express any uh, 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 request of God. But what she did show was her faith in God. She didn't go to church for requests. She didn't say, Jesus, I'm here for healing. She actually just showed up to worship. That's why there has to be a connection between your worship and your faith. This woman in our text, the Bible says she had a spirit of infirmity for 18 years. This woman had a, a curvature in her spine for 18 years, acute scoliosis with no relief. Remember during this time, if a person was dealing with any type of affliction like this, people automatically assumed that they were dealing with sin in their life or their parents was dealing with sin in their lives. For 18 years, this woman was bent over. I love this woman because she was bent out of shape, but she wasn't broken. My God. She, she, she was bent out of shape, but was not broken because she was still able to make her way to the house of the Lord. I love this woman because despite her situation, she says, I'm going to enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Even if I got to get there bent over, I'm going to get there. See, here's our problem in the modern day church. Our problem is we look for excuses not to go into the house of the Lord. It's raining outside today. It's nice outside today. It's, it's, you know what, uh, my kids have softball today. Uh, oh, oh, help me there, Holy Ghost. And so we find reasons why not to come to the house of the Lord. And I love what's going on right now. I would love to see y'all, but I like what God is doing in the midst of this pandemic that we're in. Because now there's a hunger to come into the house of the Lord. People who took it for granted now wish they could have it. People, people who took it for granted now say, I wish I could enter his gates and walk to the church. But here's a beautiful thing. The other lesson we're learning is that we are the church. So even in your home, your home can be your tabernacle. Your home can be your sanctuary. You can worship the Lord right there because we are the church. Hallelujah. This woman decided that she was going to not allow her frustration to dilute her faithfulness. See, oftentimes we get frustrated and our frustration mess with our worship. Our frustration mess with our faithfulness to the things of God. She showed up 
even though she wasn't strong. And listen, her situation wasn't straight. Whew. See, the other thing I want to highlight here, people of God, is that she was, Jesus was drawn to her, not by her request, but by her willingness to come to worship. Her willingness to come to worship is what drew Jesus to her. Look what it says here in our text again. Luke 13, verse 10. It says, And he was teaching in one of the synagogues on the Sabbath. And behold, there was a woman with the spirit of affirmity for 18 years, and she was bowed together and could in no wise lift up herself. The text, the text teaches us that there's a close relationship between our faith and our worship. See, if you take my faith, I don't have the capacity to worship. But if you take my worship, it hinders my faith. So the two of them are connected. Yet my faith is not my worship, and my worship is not my faith, but yet they both have the same target, and that target is God. My worship is not how I feel. My worship is not two songs after my praise set. My worship is not my favorite hymn. Understand, my worship is my posture and my position and, 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 and it's my adoration and love towards my God. Understand, people of God, my faith is not me believing in something, but believing in someone. Understand, it's important for me that, that my faith not get confused with optimism. My God. See, my faith is not in search of evidence. My faith is the evidence. Understand that my faith is not looking for something to stand on. My faith is what I stand on. Hallelujah. So we have to understand this woman in our text was bent over. This woman in our text was bent out of shape. But she's still going to church. 18 years afflicted and she has not given up on God. 18 years and she didn't allow her pain to override her worship. The text teaches us something about this woman. Look what it says here again. It says that he was teaching in the synagogue on the Sabbath. And behold, that word behold, people of God, means to look at or to stare at. The Bible teaches that he, he saw her. Aren't you glad that Jesus sees you? He, he, he saw her, listen, right where she was. Understand that Jesus sees you right in the middle of your pain. He sees you right in the middle of your tears. He sees you right in the middle of your living situation. He sees you and he sees your bank account. My God, he sees you with your health issues. He sees. And I love Luke's writing because Luke is the apostle when he writes about Jesus. He writes about the humanity of Christ. He shows us that Jesus is the Son of God and the Son of Man. We have to understand that because Jesus is the Son of God and the Son of Man, he understands your struggle. He became a man so he can know what your experience is. Understand that he, 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 that's, why, that's why I love the old hymn. It says, amazing grace shall always be my song of praise. It was grace that brought my liberty. I don't know why he came to love me. So look, he looked beyond my faults and saw every one of my needs. He's able to do that because he knows our struggle. He sees. He noticed. So understand, here's the pattern. The Bible says that he walked into the place he's preaching, and he saw her. And after he saw her, he called her to him and said, Woman, thou art loose of thy infirmity. Now look, we have to understand something, that he saw her. Now there's, he's in a church. He's in a synagogue, so there's a lot of people, but he saw her. My God. 
He, he saw her. There, there's tons of people there, but he sees you. Understand. And after he sees you, he speaks to you. Listen to the voice of God. He will come and he will speak to you. Because of her situation, my goodness, look at her. Because of her situation, she can't see what others see. Listen, look at her posture. All she can look is down. Because of her posture, there's, there's, there's no way she can look up. Yet, I want you to look at this. So it wasn't what she saw that moved her. It's who and what she heard. My God, understand that I'm not moving on what I see, people of God. I'm moving on who I'm listening to and what I've heard. I've heard in his word that I'm the head and not the tail. I heard in his word that I'm a lender and not the bar. So I'm not focused on what I see. She couldn't see much, but she could hear. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. She went on what she heard. Now, she heard Jesus, and she gets up. He calls her. And I love this woman because she responded to his voice. And like this woman, we can another old hymn. She came to Jesus just as she was, woundy, wounded, weary, and sad. But she found in him a resting place, and he has made her glad. I don't know about you, but when I think about coming to Jesus, just like I am, all bent over, all bent out of shape, all wounded from my, from, from my situation in life, but when I hear his voice, when I hear him calling me, I respond to the call. And just like this woman, she was able to make her way to Jesus, not on what she can see, but on what she can hear. She started moving towards Jesus, bent over. No matter how you get to him, people of God, get to him. I know you might come to, her, come to him like her, bent over and bent out of shape, but still come to him because he's calling you. Let me ask you a question. Can you still worship in the middle of your situation? In the middle of your pandemic, in the middle of your, your rough times, can you still worship him? See, Jesus saw her faith because she was willing to move on his word. That was a sign of faith. But I, what I also love is that he also responded to what she produced with her faith. Because her, her, understand, she had faith in God, but her faith produced faithfulness. Understand, people of God, faithfulness is a product of faith. She still was coming to church no matter what. She was still coming to church despite of her situation. Checks out. And even though in a bent up situation, she came with her hands up in worship. Can I give you a sidebar here? Just type in yes, you can, so I know y'all still with me. Amen. Here's your sidebar. Worshipers get miracles. Hallelujah. If you can decide to worship God, you are in setting yourself up for a miracle. Understand what worship is. Worship is not me thanking God for the things he's done. Worship is me loving him because he's God. And when I can take my focus off of me and my situation and put that focus on him while I'm loving on him, he's dealing with my situation. My God. And so because I can do that, worshipers get miracles. Jesus saw her and she came to him. Not things, but she came to him. And so, understand, look what the text says, verse 12. We're almost done with this thing. Verse 12. But when Jesus saw her, he called her to him and said, Woman, thou art loose of thy infirmity. 
No, 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 no. Now, here's the thing. We shout right there. We normally stop and close the Bible right there and shout right there. Oh, woman, thou art loose. Hallelujah. But understand what happened here. Woman, thou art loose just got the spirit that was on her off of her. She still was bent over. The spirit's not on her no more, but she ain't healed. All the, 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 the declaration that Jesus gave over her life freed her from the spirit. But we got to keep reading the text. Look what the text says. If we keep reading the text, look what happened. Let's read verse 12 and 13. And Jesus saw her. He called her to him and said, Woman, thou art loose of thy infirmity. Now look what it says. And he laid hands on her. Y'all got to make sure, y'all got to act like I'm laying hands on her. Amen. I just got to keep my distance. Hallelujah. I'm laying hands on her. Hallelujah. When, I, when he laid hands on her, the Bible says that she was made straight. So the woman thou art loose freed her from the spirit that was binding her, but the laying of hands, my God, listen, the laying of hands is what straightened her out. Mm. See, one touch from God can straighten your situation out. One touch from God could turn your situation around. Look, it was just the touch of God that got her straight. 18 years she was jacked up, but one touch from the Father changed her whole life. She's now straight. The, the, the one who was, was, was bent out of shape is now straight. All because she came to worship. All because she came to love on him. Now, look at the response. The Bible says that immediately she was made straight and glorified God. My God. So when you come to worship, you come to see him. Come to him like you are, all bent out of shape. Come to him just like you are, but having faith that he's God. And understand, having faith that he's God is, is, is trusting that no matter what I'm going through, I'm not going to let my situation stop me from worshiping this woman. And our text, 18 years, went to church like this, bent over. People talking about it, but she still came. People criticizing her, but she came. People probably speaking doubt on her. Why are you still going to church? Ain't nothing happened for you in 18 years. What was going to make happen this week? That happened happened the, the hundreds of weeks before that. She didn't allow any of those things to stop her. She said, I have faith in my God. And whether he moves for me or not, I got to worship him because he's still God. She gets there. And out of the crowd, Jesus saw her probably hundreds of people but he sees her and then he calls her come to me she makes her way bent over she's still bent over makes her way to Jesus and he declares over her woman thou art loosed from this affirmity the Bible says and then he touched her my God it's the touch of God that straightens all our situations out one touch can change your whole life. She was touching the Bible says immediately she was made straight. And after she was made straight, her response to that was, and she glorified God. Our response to immediate blessing should be immediate praise. Our response to God should always be a posture of worship. God, I don't know what you're doing. Whether you do anything or not, you're still God. You're the God that, 
that, that, that spoke everything out of nothing. You're the God that sets the moon and the stars in its space. You're the God. Listen, think about this. I was thinking about this the other day. I was having a conversation with one of my pastor's friends. And we were just talking about the goodness of God. We were discussing Psalm 8. Psalm 8 really deals with the, the splendor, the handiwork of God. And, and one of the things we were talking about just blew my mind. Think about this, people of God. The earth is two-thirds water. And only one-third earth. But yet, he tells the water where to stop. Think about this. When you go to the beach, you're not flooded with the water. The water should just overtake all the land. But God tells the water where to stop. Stop right here. All of creation obeys God. The wind obeys God. The wave obey God. And people of God, we should be obedient. And he says, those who worship me must worship me in spirit and in truth. The Bible says it's impossible to please him without faith. There's a connection between your worship and your faith. You have to make sure that no matter what's going on in your life, that your situation doesn't hinder your worship. I know for you, some right, for some of you right now, it's tough. You're facing some tough times. You don't know what tomorrow's going to bring. You don't know if you have enough money to, to pay to this month's bills. But I want you to trust God and be like this woman in our text. Still show up on, on Sunday. Even if you got to show up like this, show up. You just never know that might be the week that you get a touch from the Lord. Don't allow your situation to hinder your worship. Our sermon title today was the faith and worship connection. Hallelujah. Can we give God some glory? Hallelujah. Even your home. Come on, give God some glory. Thank you for listening to the Raymond Talk Podcast. And don't forget to like us on Facebook. Thank you again for listening to the Raymond Talk Podcast. Hope you join us next time.